The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. I didn't do it right. We're big. <laughs> You're big. <laughs> big. Welcome, everyone, to No Crunches Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. I'm Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your one of your hosts. To my right is a man who's in big, big trouble after his kerfuffle last night with Rudy Gobert. We got Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing today? Hey. He came at me first. I mean, I'm just passionate about the game. I don't have a past where I routinely get technical fouls and start garbage. It's not me. It's not me. It's never me. I got my own podcast. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> well, uh, I will say, I will say this: you you ha- you had a headlock impressive enough for WWE or AEW AW to sign you. So let's just put it that way. I was pretty impressive. All elite breaking news. I am all elite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that meme. <laughs> oh man. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's episode, I just want to remind you about our social media channels. And again, please, folks, do us a favor and like, comment, share, and subscribe to all of our Social media channels, which are right down here below Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. If you're watching live, thanks for joining us. Again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and you'll be notified. And hit the notifications button because that way you'll know when we're coming on the air. Because sometimes the days change, Mm -hmm. they always remain the same. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes uh, life gets in the way, but we'll always be here to bring you our 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 crazy sports takes. Even though the day not be the same, not um, might not be the same all the time. And also, we're here for our comedy stylings. Whether you think they're highbrow or lowbrow, it's always the same brow to us. It is always the same brow to us. And uh, speaking of brows. Uh, if you're if you're going to listen on the podcast side and the audio side, subscribe to their podcast on a myriad of podcasts network, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, rate and review five stars is the number of stars that we would like you to rate. If you are able to on the platform you choose of your choice, if you can leave a rating or leave a review, excuse me, we might even read it on the air. And this is a live show, so we want you to engage while we're on. And I know, Dusty, you've been waiting. You waited a, a day late, a day late to hear the sound, but I know you. I know you want to hear it. Here we go, my favorite. That's right, folks. Engage with the show. We want your comments, and that again, the comments help with the algorithm. Makes people aware that we're live and we're a, a show, and yeah, we're a show. <laughs> Before we get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's episode again, Dustin, I have a surprise for you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. man. 
Got a surprise for you. And I'm gonna we're gonna react while 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 I play your surprise. So let's get this going. And here we go. Oh man. I'm not hearing this sound, but this guy looks like he's really getting into it. It's almost over. <laughs> He's really uh <laughs> like I said, like I said, I don't know what he's saying, but he looks like he's he's really uh <laughs> I was gonna ask I was gonna ask if he was the Cowboys Usher Raymond, uh, you know, like their their personal <laughs> like low rent Usher Raymond, but I don't I don't know. Like I said, I, I didn't I didn't have uh well I'm not I'm I'm not gonna tell you who originally came to mind. I was like, oh, can't use that name anymore. Uh but you, you can probably guess. But uh but like I said, I did not hear- I, I I would say if you were to use that name, we would have a minor issue uh, yes we would we would you're picking up what i'm laying down but uh, like oh, yeah. i said i could not hear the sound but that guy was passionate that guy was you couldn't passionate. hear that no no it was silent it was silent. all right it oh was, god let me let me try it let me try it again let me try right. it one more time that's why i almost i i reacted a bit but i'm like it's silent all right let's, let's try this again if, let's see if it goes All right, this time we'll share the sound. There we go. There we go. That might be. Uh. Actually, you know what? Let me just, let me just, I actually have it uploaded in, the, in StreamYard. Let me just play that instead. All right. All right. Hey, hey. Ain't nobody calling me, texting me, paging me. Asking me, are you still involved? Calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, am I still involved? Y'all use the check on me. Listen, 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 listen. I'm still involved. Oh, shut up, my boy. I'm still involved. see if he gets a mysterious case of laryngitis in the next couple of weeks i mean i because even i i will admit i will be the first to admit Dak prescott played out of his mind this week this week now i did not candidly 
Candidly, that's right, Schmitty. But I know you. I, I I know from personal experience, Schmitty, that you could you could spin up a silkier baseline than that for sure, for sure. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna be know. our outro for tonight. By the way, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that Dak Prescott played out of his mind, and I got 54 count him 54 fantasy points from him this past week. Dang. But I still the thing is, you can't you can't help it. They they are victims of their own past performances. We have we have uh at this point multiple seasons of historical data that indicate that at some point, no matter how dominant the Cowboys look, they will have a baffling loss. Need I remind this low rent Usher Raymond, as I called him earlier that they had a a a a baffling loss to the Arizona Cardinals earlier this very season. That is true. We both had we both we both uh we both had different we both had our, our, our opinions of that uh particular upset but yeah yeah, yeah it's just sometimes I, I mean uh great I'll give the guy credit he's talented he it's a great oh, yeah. it's it's fun it's it's a fun it, idea it's a fun it way is. to Build up your fan base, but at the same time, it's like this is why this is why Cowboys. That's why we laugh at Cowboys fans sometimes. Yeah, he is. He is. But I, you cannot knock his passion. He's out there, and he probably gets a lot of hate. So we'll we'll let him. Oh, yeah, we'll let him gloat. We'll let him gloat yeah, here. But we'll like I said, like I said, in a couple of weeks, he might have a, a case of laryngitis. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and I just and uh, just want to give a special thanks to Cole Johnson yeah. for discovering that, and Snowman <laughs> for uh, sending that to me. I want to see what your reaction was going to be when I played that tonight, but oh, it'll man. definitely it'll yeah. definitely be our outro for sure. I, that's a good one. I got some laughs out of that. And shout out to Snowman too for uh, being being my uh, my my uh, my partner in crime on Saturday for our alternative play by play for the Great Cup playoff. Uh, division finals uh that was six and a half hours of streaming that i'll never do again because my voice was shut at the end uh, yeah but, i can only imagine but we're going live again on sunday for the great cup championship game alternative play-by-play tune in at 6 p.m you don't want to miss it you don't want to miss our 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 uh, dulcet tones as we bring you the alternative play-by-play call for the great cup championship between the montreal alouettes and the winnipeg blue bombers yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and you guys probably added some nice bits of knowledge in there. Probably, you know, I would advise anyone that is watching the CFL uh, playoffs, mute mute the TV and give Ryan and Snowman a try. You'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised. Got that right. And it's, I got some I got some other bonus content coming your way by the end uh, at the end of this week as well. So oh man, don't want don't want to miss on the YouTube because I'll be YouTube exclusive. So uh, so tune on in. Tune on in. Yeah. Now we're getting into the meat potatoes. You've had you've had the appetizers. Now it's time for the main course. We're talking about NFL Week Ten, and we're going to start off as always with our biggest upset. Dustin, in your mind, what was the biggest upset from NFL Week Ten? Well, in my mind, and I must I must confess, I did not watch as much football as I normally would have this Sunday. There were family obligations, family family trumps uh, football, you know. Uh, but we we took my dad to a nice oldies uh, concert. And he enjoyed it very much. So that was a good time down at Proctor's. Long, though, three and a half hours. I thought I'd be able to catch more football than I did, but uh, that was a long concert. 
But anyway, I still caught up because I care about you, viewers and listeners. I have my opinions. And in my opinion, I had another game slotted in there for biggest upset until Monday night's game. I almost said last night's game. Then I remembered we're on Wednesday. Monday night's game, I was absolutely shocked because I feel like I've said this multiple times about the Buffalo Bills this season, which the Bills are going to be a theme, but I know that the Buffalo Bills um, defense has is banged up. Everybody's got injuries, but as my brother-in-law uh, correctly pointed out, it's supposed to be the next man up mentality in the NFL, you know, but which he does have a point, but injuries do happen. However, I still thought that the Buffalo Bills have the talent offensively and had enough defensively to beat this Broncos team, this Denver Broncos team, which admittedly is starting to find itself, especially defensively over the last few games. We've had plenty of fun at the Broncos expense here on this show to start the season. Both of us have taken our shots at the Broncos. So I got to give them a mm-hmm. modicum of credit. Now that defense for the last two games prior to Monday's uh, victory was starting to come around a little bit. Um, but I still was shocked that the Buffalo Bills were upset by the Denver Broncos and Josh Allen's turnovers are a real problem for that Buffalo Bills team. They are. They are. And we'll talk well I know you Dustin you'll you want you want to touch up on that a little bit more later on when yes. we review week when we review week 10. Uh but yeah, this this Buffalo Bills team it's it's they seem to have lost their identity in some ways. Uh they a um start off the season a little bit slow they lost to my jets on a very emotional monday night football and they seem like they're going get, getting back into their winning ways being dominant they beat they beat up on the raiders they beat up on the dolphins but they can't seem to put the ball in the end zone they just, they barely beat the giants yeah on sunday night in a really awful awful game <laughs> that was played that i don't think anybody wants to relive especially if you're a giants fan and then this week they come out and they had their troubles. Josh Allen, three turnovers, two fumbles, one it was a two interceptions and one fumble lost. Mm-hmm. They take the lead in the final minute of the game, final two minutes of the game, which left too which too long of it. They left too much time on the clock from Russell Wilson. I mean, what was the last time he said that? I know, I know. When was and the it, last time he said that? And look, I mean, Russell's numbers were not eye-popping, but I think he's starting to – and look, candidly, I don't think he'll ever be what he once was for the Seattle Seahawks just a few short years ago. Time catches up with everybody. Things happen. But he is starting to regain his footing, I think, a little bit. You're not not seeing him make as many plays where you're just like, where did that come from? And do you remember Mm -hmm. how to play quarterback? Right. It is clear that he is starting to remember how to play quarterback over the last over the last couple games. Now, I don't think the Broncos will have enough mustard to get to five and five and make this comeback all the way, turn this all around. I I personally don't think so, but uh, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, who saw the Bills? Again, who saw the Bills having three turnovers? Josh Allen having three turnovers. Who saw the Bills? Having complete brain, the special teams having a complete brain fart in the last what five seconds of the game when Denver's going for the field goal, they went up missing the field goal, but 
Here comes the laundry. Yeah. Too many men in the field. Five-yard penalty brings them five yards in, and Denver walks off with a victory. And who saw offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey getting fired after that game, after that loss? None of us really did. Yeah. I know did. I know some Bills have Bills fans have been calling for it, but I I know a couple I know a couple of them. One of them I'm related to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're gonna see now. We're going to see, and we'll and we'll get to talking about that uh, later as well. Mm-hmm. But yep. what was your pick for biggest upset, sir? So my biggest upset of the week, and and like and we like we talked about in the in the beginning of the before we went on air, I originally had Browns uh, Broncos over Bills, mm-hmm. but I changed it. I changed it to Browns over the Ravens. And look, uh, four week, back in week four, the Ravens absolutely slapped the taste out of the Browns' mouth. And I don't yeah. think even Browns fans expected them to win this week. But I got to give it to them. They came back from They were down 15 points at one point. They were down 24 to 9 in the third quarter after Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, caught that touchdown. Well, it caught a pass in the slant and then raced over 50 yards for the touchdown. But in the strength of two interceptions, one of which was a pick six to two, they didn't they, they didn't tie the game because they mixed it. They went for a two point conversion, and missed a two point conversion. They went up tying the game, and then they forced the, the Broncos defense. The Broncos defense forced a punt, and. The rest of the game, for the last four minutes of the game, the Browns bled the clock, bled the clock. They got within field goal, field goal territory, walked off with a win. We, I can't. I know how many walk off wins do we had this week? Three, four. Yeah, walk off wins this week. There was, was a pretty, lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty. I mean, unlike the week before, which you would have a, a bunch of dogs. Yeah, games. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of games that were pretty really competitive and we Yeah, played. some competitive ones. That's what I was uh, as I, I was uh, catching up and watching highlights and watching parts of various games. I'm saying, man, this is a lot better than last week. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, it's one of them. They forced the and the Browns. Spoiler alert: they'll be they'll be the they'll have the most notable performance that I in my mind this for this week. Because they they sacked Lamar Jackson twice, they forced two turnovers, they, they forced him to throw two interceptions, they got the ball back within the five last five minutes of the game. So that's my they're they're coming up as my most notable performance of the week. But in my mind, this was the biggest upset to to, and they were two games behind. They were two games back in the stand yeah. in the AFC AFC North standings before this week. They gained a game, and now they're only one game behind. As the the Ravens regroup, they'll play the Bengals on Thursday night, as opposed to Thursday night football, which was last week. Yeah. <laughs> and the Steelers and the Browns play the Steelers in a very important matchup that could decide second place in the division. Mm-hmm. And like you said last week, Dustin, I made the fatal mistake of choosing the NFC all four N- NFC East teams as my as my playoff teams for this year. I sh- I, I should have regrouped and went back and said the AFC North was going to have all four. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoff teams this year, and, and and we talked about and going back to the Buffalo Bills upset, uh, them being upset, they might miss the playoffs. Yeah, because of this loss, they're out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and uh, you know I'm sitting here saying, oh, the Browns, my spicy gumbo take isn't looking too bad, but then I saw the news this afternoon, 
And I didn't think, based on how he had started to play, I didn't think I'd be saying this, but the Browns are in some trouble now. They managed to overcome the injury to Nick Chubb, which I thought would give them major problems. But Jerome Ford has stepped in, and he's looked he's looked good at certain times, as has Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper's still doing his thing. But, but Deshaun Watson, who had finally started to make some plays for the Cleveland Browns, he is out for the season now. So he's yeah. got to have shoulder surgery. So now they're they're putting uh, uh, DTR back there. Dorian, I can't, I can't. Uh, he's a rookie. He's a rookie, and I can't. Dor- think Dorian of his Thompson, name. something. But I also have, they also have PJ Walker as well. Yeah, but I guess Kevin uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I guess Robinson. that Kevin Stefanski has already confirmed. He said he said that uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson would make the start because he wanted to see uh, how the rookie did with a full week of knowing he's the starter going in and getting and getting the preparation. And I can't say I really blame Stefanski for this one because PJ Walker, we're big fans of him. We enjoyed his time in the XFL, but he he has struggled for the Browns to say the least. Yeah, that's just too bad. Just too bad because I was hoping that he'd put things together. Uh, especially given the chance that he had with the as a as a as an NFL quarterback, did some pretty good things last year in, in Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, but he struggled a bit as a uh, Cleveland Brown. Let's move on to the biggest disappointment, and I think going through our show notes before the before our broadcast tonight, we were pretty unanimous in our who our biggest disappointment was, yeah. and that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I was I, I look. I'll put it this way: I, I I've said enough about the New York Jets. <laughs> you can go if you want. If you want to know more, watch not Victory Monday, which was on Monday. Look, I I just can't describe how disappointing I was in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They barely showed up for this game mm-hmm. on offense. They looked terrible, especially. I mean, I mean, but everybody looks pretty terrible against the 49ers defense, uh, unless you're unless you're the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, both these teams, both these teams are coming off a bye week. You figured the Jacksonville Jaguars would be better prepared, especially with the 49ers having Chase Young in their arsenal on their defensive line, which gives them a, a better pass rush than they've had all season. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't look that way, and their defense didn't show up. So I'm very disappointed in the in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm pretty sure you are as well, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's not. This is not because the 49ers are in the division, and I and I was hoping that the Jags would give them a run. That's that's part of it. I'm not going to lie. I'm still a football fan first, and and I want Seattle to somehow take first place in that division. But I, you know, this is where. The old Bill Parcells adage, right? He is famously, he says, you are what your record says you 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 are. But the Jags were six and two coming into this game. The the 49ers were five and three. So if we go by the old Parcells adage, the Jags were a better team than the San Francisco 49ers. Now I don't agree with that, but if we go by the Parcells adage, the Jags were supposed to be better. And Trevor Lawrence was out there and he was saying, Oh, 
keep talking about us critics. We'll still find a way to win. He was out there. And you, you got to mm-hmm. love that fiery passion. But he certainly didn't play like it. Now, partially in his defense, the offensive line was dominated by the San Francisco 49ers. The S- San Francisco 49ers looked rejuvenated. They're going to be even more of a problem with the reuniting of, of uh, Joey, uh, Nick yeah, Nick Bosa and Nick Chase Bosa. Young on mm-hmm. the line. The two former Buckeyes teammates are now back together on the same line. That's going to be a problem. And uh, But they allowed Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars' offensive line, to be sacked five times. And Trevor Lawrence, he threw for 185 yards and two picks, no touchdowns. Calvin Ridley has disappeared from this offense. I think I haven't watched enough Jags football to authoritatively say this. Tra- uh, Travis Etienne was able to run a little bit from what I saw. He's been he's been doing very well, but he's been about it. It seems to me that Trevor Lawrence is much too keyed in on uh, on Christian Kirk. He's locking in on Christian Kirk right mm-hmm. now, and maybe part of it is Christian Kirk is the only one getting open, but Calvin Ridley has completely disappeared. They're not getting Evan Ingram the ball either uh, to the degree with which they were last year. So they got to figure something out, and uh, Trevor didn't look great in this game, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, since they're the biggest disappointment from this week, we got to break up the slow clap, as always. <laughs> Oh, Winston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always with the glass of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And Give him a little, little salute. Chauncey Winston. Chauncey. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. I couldn't remember what we named. I knew Winston was in there, but we. I remember, the, yeah, Winston being one of the names like Chauncey. Chauncey yeah, Winston. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Most entertaining game from this week in NFL Week 10. Dustin, I'll have you lead it off. Who was the – which game in your mind was the most entertaining game? Oh, man, people are going to call me a homer. People are going to call me a homer this week for multiple reasons. But I got to say, that Seahawks-Commanders game was pretty entertaining. Drew almost got his wish. He told he told us in the comments last week – that he was hoping the Seahawks defense would get lit up again, and they didn't exactly do a great job of stopping the commanders. Part of it is, part of it is, I'm starting to realize Sam Howell is just fun to watch. He he is, it is fun to watch him try to uh lead this commander's offense. And also, you got to give the commanders some credit. They traded away some key key pieces that could have caused a lot of the players to wilt on the on the field and kind of like phone it in for the season and it's clear they're not they're not doing that they came to play uh brian robinson he looked very good had a couple of plays where he caught some nice screen passes took off down the sidelines this was a back and forth affair um on the Seahawks side of it, Geno rebounded a little bit after that just awful game he played against the Ravens. Um, and uh, Kenneth Walker the third had a beautiful 64-yard run. I enjoyed watching Zach Charbon- Charbonnet run tough a little bit. You could kind of see what they want to do with this two-headed monster at running back. It could be very, very interesting to watch. And Tyler Lockett. I love watching Tyler Lockett play football. He had an amazing catch 
for the Seahawks to take the lead late in the fourth quarter and then cue the commanders. I don't know if it was a defensive blown coverage or what was going on. The commanders threw a touchdown to tie that game up late. That was that was befuddling to me. I'm like, how did he get so open for that play? And I think if you go back and look at the look at the tape, the commander's receiver was kind of like, all right, I'll just run it in here. <laughs> he looks kind of surprised. But the Seahawks, thankfully for my heart, were able to march down the field and get a Jason Myers field goal late. But this game, this game was fun for me to watch. And I enjoy watching Sam Howell play football. But, uh, yep. you know, I don't know if you were entertained as as entertained by Pete Carroll's antics as I was, but uh, what was your most most entertaining game this week? Well, this will not be a homer pick. No! <laughs> but <laughs> perfect time. Perfect timing. Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> this will not be a homer pick, that is for sure, but. That's a great game you mentioned, the Dustin, between the Commanders and the Seahawks. But I'll do you one better. Mm-hmm. The Lions and the Chargers. Man, yeah. oh man! I mean, look, the Chargers coming up. The, the Lions are coming off the, the off a bye week, and they travel to Los they travel to Los Angeles. They got to play the Chargers, who coming off a win against my New York Jets. And the Chargers give them credit, full credit. They took the Lions to the limit. The Lions though showed their resilience. They walked off a game winner. Now, I want to tell you something about this game. The game had featured a total of not one, not two, but only three punts during that game. There was also a, a missed fourth down try by the Lions as a turnover on downs. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, you had five consecutive drives where every drive by either team wound up being a touchdown. That include the touchdown to tie the game at 38. The Lions got the ball back. They drove down the field, kicked the game-winning field goal. We're going home. We're 7-2. and two. We're going home. And that, to me, I mean, what more you can say about Dan Campbell's team oh, that, you, that, we could, that we've already said before? I mean, mm-hmm. granted, a couple weeks ago, I said the Lions were a – could grab hold full advantage in the playoffs – However, they laid a complete egg against the, the Ravens the week after that. But I wasn't sure. That's my. I think that was my game to watch last week mm-hmm. because I wanted to see how the. Uh, I want to see how the Chargers did. That's Chargers. The Lions would do coming yeah, off a yeah. bye week, mm-hmm. playing a team that was having was starting to build momentum, starting to get their offensive rhythm going. I'll, uh, I'm sorry, at least their defensive rhythm going, mm-hmm. and they laid 41 on them. Uh, granted, it, the it, the last three points came on a game-winning field goal uh, with uh, no time remaining. Uh, but this Lions this Lions team just continues to impress me. They continue to impress me, and you can see the momentum building from from the middle of la- little part of last year, mm-hmm. and the crescendo has been building all the way up to this point this year. And my and my and my take holds true. I think this team could go far in the playoffs. I think this team could have home field advantage going into the playoffs, provided things happen to either the 49ers or the Eagles, who are two, the two, the, 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 the creme de la creme in the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. Although, although San Francisco's record doesn't reflect it, they're still at the top of the, they're still at the tippy top with Philadelphia because they're the two teams that finished, uh, 
they finished in the final four of last year's uh, playoffs. But this Lions team, man, they're, they're a team to watch right now. And I know Thanksgiving's coming. Mm-hmm. Next week, Thanksgiving is coming. Everybody's going to have to watch that Thanksgiving game. In years past, the Lions were had to play in a game where they're complete dogs breakfast. But this year, I'm tuning in. Oh, yeah. Lions football. Oh, yeah. Now, I I am thrilled about what this Lions team is doing. We have both admitted that we are in the bag for Dan Campbell. We like him as a coach. We can't get enough. Um, we have also... We have also been complimentary to uh, to everything that Jared Goff has been able to do as the quarterback mm-hmm. for the Lions. Um, you got to you got to take your hat off to him after some of the adversity he he faced and some of the criticisms levied against him by previous coaches. I'm looking at you, Jeff Fisher, but um, I I am it. I you could I couldn't have said it better myself. I have not been this excited to watch the lions play on thanksgiving i can't remember the last time i was excited to watch the lions play on thanksgiving barry sanders was probably still suiting up for him. yeah yeah no he probably was still suiting up for them <laughs> I mean, he was the only thing worth watching on thanksgiving when he was around those he was around so they're replaying their division rival the packers on that day and even though the Packers aren't the team that they were, they were, they have been over the past decade and a half, two decades, three decades. It's still worth a watch in my mind. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We come back. We'll review the rest of week 10 in the NFL. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports. Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at Seat Geek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Well, folks, that time of the year is coming where you have to figure out what you get for your particular loved one. Maybe it's a sporting event. Maybe it's a concert tickets. Maybe it's a Broadway show. Maybe it's a comedy event. But either, it, but no matter what kind of tickets you want to get for your loved one, if you go to SeatGeek.com and at checkout, use promo code BellyUpSports, you get $20 off your order of $50 or more. So not only do you get yourself, your, your loved one, something they want to go do. I mean, hey, I, I one thing I loved doing with my nephew when he was growing up, taking him to sporting events, go to Yankee Stadium, go to Red Bull Arena, go to a hockey game. But back then, we didn't have the luxury of having SeatGeek. No. So I didn't save money. I didn't save 20 bucks on my offer, on my, or, on my, on my order. But you can do this because – Shopping season's coming. Mm-hmm. Find yourself an event to go to with your loved one. And again, save $20 off your first order of $50 or more with promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. Oh, and Ryan, I just have to tell you that I have it on good authority. I remember when we went to a Red Bull uh, game way back in the day prior to mm-hmm. SeatGeek. We didn't have these kind of discounts. And we saw a car in the parking garage that said, 
wash me. And I know for a fact that it had been there so long because the poor guy or or gal spent so much on tickets for that game that they were unable to put gas in their car and they couldn't drive home. They had to walk. They just had to abandon their car. It's ridiculous. But now with SeatGeek, this is no longer a thing. Rumor has it that car is still in the parking garage. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> but yes, folks, go to SeatGeek.com and our promo code BellyUpSports to check out. Again, $20 off your order of $50 or more. Dustin, I already talked about my most notable performance of Week 10. I talked about the Cleveland Browns defense and how they limited Lamar Jackson and also got the ball back to get the give the team the chance to win on Sunday. Who was your most noble performance of Week 10? Well, Ryan, I must say that I thought about it. I thought about it for a little while, and I said, do I put Dak Prescott on there? Do I give Dak his flowers? I also was thinking about Josh Dobbs again, because while his numbers weren't eye-popping, he is making me root for this Minnesota Vikings team. But I took a page out of your book. I, I have to admit, I said, you know, Ryan has the courage to go off the beaten path with his with his standout performances. I'm taking a page out of your book. My standout performance, while his numbers themselves from this past game are not eye-popping, I am going with Boye Mafe from the Seattle Seahawks, the second-year mm. standout, because mm. he did something. He got his seventh consecutive game recording a sack. He broke the Seahawks team record previously held by Michael Sinclair, I think. And I just, you know, you hear his story. I love the story. He seems like a real humble, uh, humble kid just wants to play the game and, and do well. And, uh, I find it – I people could call me a homer if they want to, but this is an impressive story, and I hope he keeps the streak going. It, no. it, it's, it's one thing that I'm going to be – that <laughs> that I'm going to be watching. <laughs> you're going to break that sound effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So your your pick of the your your most mobile performance is also a defensive player. Yes, yes, I had the entire I'm, unit, but you had an individual player. I, I did. I broke the quarterback streak because I said to myself, "I've been picking quarterbacks left and right for this, with the occasional wide receiver." It's and too I, easy. I, it's I, too and, easy. That's why. Yeah, and I did pick, and I did pick. Uh, I think one time I picked. I might have picked the Cowboys defense as a unit too, but overwhelmingly I'm going quarterback wide receiver. So thank you for the inspiration. I deliberately tried to go off the beaten path this week and uh, Boye Mafe delivered for me. Congratulations, Boye Mafe. You win. Most <laughs> old performance of Dustin for the week. What yeah. do you win? <laughs> The, the moniker. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. We have sorry. nothing to send you, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could send them some Invader coffee, but we could. We yeah. could. We could. <laughs> All right. Hottest individual take of the weekend. I'm going to lead off with this one. Arthur Smith. You know, Dustin, <laughs> you've been talking about Arthur Smith over the last couple of weeks. I got to get my I got to get my chops in. All right. Arthur Smith needs to shave that stupid mustache because I believe. Aside from not using the offensive personnel that he wanted to draft, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, 
to a lesser extent, Bijan Robinson. That stupid mustache is the reason why the Falcons have lost four out of the last five games. That includes being beat in the Battle of the Birds Part 2 in Phoenix this weekend when they played the returning Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals in a game they should have won. Mm-hmm. They should have won this game. But for for me, I just I don't know why Arthur Smith has to have that stupid mustache on his face. <laughs> it's like I don't know if you ever watched the movie UHF, Dustin. Well, I, I don't know if you remember, it's if you been a big, long time. It's been a long time. Okay, yeah. so there's that one scene at channel when they're at Channel Eight, the highest rated TV TV station in the city, where they're in the offices of R.J. Fletcher, and he's talking to his sons, who are the executives. One of them being played by the great John Paladin. Who is Genie? Who is Genie in uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse? Oh, okay. he's, not the, he's not the character in this. He's not the character in this. So one of his sons has a cowboy hat and a mustache, and he looks at and as they're as he's talking to all of them, and he's yelling at them as to why they're not picking up the pace uh, with their ratings. Looks at one of his sons and he says, "Take that stupid thing off your off your head." <laughs> you think he's going to take off the the cowboy hat? He doesn't. He takes off his mustache. <laughs> he has a glued-on mustache to his face. That's what I think when I see Arthur Smith on the field coaching and blub- totally blundering his way to, what, 20 points a game for this offense that should be scoring at least 30 per game with all the offensive talent they have on that team. Yeah. Shave your mustache. Save, save your season, Arthur Smith. Actually, better yet. Shave your season. There we go. Shave that ridiculous mustache off your face before you get fired. <laughs> maybe we can. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can call the rat from Uncle Buck to come in and gnaw the mustache off his face. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's only if he had a, if he had a prominent mole that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time I get. I I I I see if I can get a, a rat from the train st- from the subway station. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah. No hashtag. Shave your season, Arthur Smith. Yeah, because you're right. You're right about it. It doesn't even look real. You know what it reminds. You know what it reminds me of. It reminds me, and this is this is coming back. But do you remember? Do you remember? We got to go back to the early 2000s Mets for this one, and we got to have. We got to go back. Bobby Valentine. Yes. When Bobby Valentine was ejected (laughs) from the game, and then came back with a Groucho Marx mustache. To manage, to quote-unquote manage the Mets. <laughs> That's- I think it was suspended for like 10 games after that. Yeah, yeah. But, Ridiculousness. But, oh, my gosh. No. I think they've interviewed – I think in, in, they've interviewed him along the way, and he looks back at that and says, yeah, that was stupid, but – what a great mustache. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. You got to give it to him. I wasn't always the biggest Bobby Valentine uh, fan, but I got to I gotta doff my cap to him for that. It, you know, he will always be remembered for that. From what, from what I understand, he's huge in Japan. So, <laughs> so, Dustin, what was your hottest individual take of this week? Well, and this is this is you know I've been getting to this into the habit the past couple of weeks on this show where I seemingly like and I assure you it is I, I did not uh, intend for this to happen but I have another theme this week a couple of weeks ago it was the Belichick coaching tree and everything mm-hmm. uh, this week 
My theme seems to be the Buffalo Bills, but specifically my hot take of the week is about one Josh Allen, number 17 there in Buffalo. Now, do you think, and I have to ask your opinion because you are a knowledgeable you are a knowledgeable sports uh, uh, fan and you cover a lot of things for, for some different networks and all, everything else. I have to ask, do you think that Josh Allen gets a pass? Do you think that we overlook because he has raw talent, we overlook his actual level of play because a lot of times we will find excuses or others in the media will find excuses to say, Oh, Josh Allen, he's turnover prone because he believes he can make any throw. Josh Allen is turnover prone because he tries he tries to run with the football because he 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 just has such a competitive drive to win and he's willing to put his body on the line. But how much of the problem starts with Josh Allen? Because to me, he throws interceptions that most other quarterbacks would be roasted for. And it seems like we take it easy on Josh Allen a little bit, maybe because he's so likable. He, 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 from what I understand, he gives time to the media and is he like reverse Barry Bondsing his way? Whereas Barry Bonds, he was borderline antagonistic with the media for his entire career. And as a result, he paid for it. Also, there's the whole steroid thing, but the, the, Barry Bonds allegedly, <laughs> yeah. allegedly, but Barry you Bonds, get sued. <laughs> he did not help his case with the Hall of Fame voters based on his relationship with the media because it factors no. in. It factors I mean, in. That, that's but, an entirely different topic for an entirely different podcast. Yeah, because I have I have a theory about the the I, I have I have something to say about the uh, capriciousness of the. Baseball Writers Association of America. Yes, yeah. I mean, they should be topic. roasted. <laughs> yes, yeah. But no, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. I think part of it has to do with his celebrity. Josh Allen has, has mm-hmm. to do with his celebrity. Uh, and, and we're referring to the Buffalo Bills quarterback, not the Jacksonville Jaguars edge rusher. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> make that distinction there. Yeah, I think part of it has to do with his likability. I think a part of it has to do with his celebrity because you see, but me look. I think I think the Madden curse is real because he was yeah. on the 24 cover, and we I mean, granted, he's not suffering a career, he's not suffering a, a season ending injury, but his, yeah, it seems like the chemistry he ha- once had with Stefan Diggs is gone. He takes, I think, the Buffalo Bills give him, and maybe this is part of the reason why Ken Dorsey was fired. I don't, I, don't, I haven't really listened or tuned into why uh, he was, other than the fact that the Bills offensive performance has been lackluster lately, but I think they put too much upon Josh Allen to do all the things he's supposed to do. I said last year, let's go back. Let's go back to last year. When I said at the trade deadline, I thought the Buffalo bills could get Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Because he was on his rookie contract. And I think that could have put them over the top to return to the Super Bowl and possibly win a Super Bowl. What happened? Billy Bean sat on his hands at the trade deadline and didn't give didn't give Josh Allen the help that he needed. Great. I mean, look, James Cook is a talented running back. He's fumble prone. We mm-hmm. saw that in the game on Monday when they gave up a fumble, and he sat for the rest of the game until like the what the last what, the fourth quarter, the last drive of the fourth quarter. He was he was inserted back into the lineup. Yeah. 
Cooks, James Cook is a talented running back, but I, he's not going to cut it as the prim, primary running back for this team. I think that's where Buffalo screwed themselves when they put it upon Josh Allen to do too much. And yeah, I, in a way, I, I think you're right that he does get a little bit of a pass because of because of his relatability and his celebrity. Mm-hmm. But I think just because they, they, this offense just is t- it's 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 too much about him. It's too much. They put too much burden on him to do not only the passing but also the but also the running because mm-hmm. he's the primary. You talk about the, the the rushing running game for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is the running game for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's that was going to be a problem, and it's start it's starting to show. It's starting to show that you you can't take that much wear and tear. And, and I don't he's, I don't I don't think he's had any injury problems since his rookie season, but eventually this kind of play that he has is going to catch up to him. I think it's starting to catch up to him. Yeah, yeah, that could be part of it, uh, but it just seems like. Um... And I think you made a lot of good points. And also that's some good perspective because I never really thought of that. With the exception of Stefan Diggs, they haven't really gone out of their way to put things around him. And and they let and also they let Devin Singletary go. He wasn't exactly lighting it up in Buffalo, but look what he did filling in. What he's doing uh, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Look what he's done with with by all accounts a subpar offensive line in Houston. Yeah. You know, CJ Stroud has played very well in spite of that. But maybe maybe they misjudged uh, Singletary a little bit. Maybe a two headed rushing attack of Cook and Singletary could have benefited uh, Josh Allen this year. But I I still it just it just feels like sometimes like if if Patrick Mahomes threw as many interceptions as Josh Allen tends to throw in big situations, we'd be all over Patrick Mahomes. We'd be, we'd certainly be all over Dak for it. We'd be, you know, there's certain quarterbacks Mm -hmm. we'd be getting on, but I think, I think um, part of it is maybe part of it is because I feel like an old corollary to this is everybody seemingly universally loved Brett Favre back when he was playing in the NFL. And I feel like, Maybe some people look at Josh Allen and look at what he tries to do, and they're like, "Oh, that reminds me of when number four was back there," you know. And I maybe it's part of that. Who knows? But I just think he does get a little bit of a pass. I think, and we're gonna see. We're gonna see how much was on Ken Dorsey, um, you know, now that he's out of town. Yeah. And before we take our next commercial break, got to get one quick visit to the comment section. Wonka the Saint checking in. How about CJ Stroud's Ohio return? Blasting the Bengals and Cincy was wild. Houston might not be for real yet, but that OSU quarterback sure is. And I think we talked about it last week. I think CJ Stroud is going to hopefully break that Ohio that that long string of bad quarterbacks who have come out of uh, Ohio State University. Yeah. Yeah, he looks he looks great. I mean, he's he's going to be our pick for rookie of the year unless something crazy yep. happens. And honestly, D'Amico Ryan's is making his case for coach of the year right now. Uh, this is this is unbelievable. I'm happy for Texans fans uh, down there in Houston. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Schmidt also says the Jags are a true enigma. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit. Um, with my old eyes, I thought said so the Jags are a true enema. <laughs> yes. The Jaguars are a true enigma, not yeah. enema. I yeah. mean, unless you're a you're unless you're a 
an AFC South uh, division rival, but <laughs> no, the Jaguars are definitely uh, yeah. There's something to behold. I don't know what I don't know which team's going to. Sh- you're right, and, and he's right. You don't know which Jaguars team is going to show up this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll start calling right, him Two Face. <laughs> yeah, right. Harvey Dent, head coach. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, uh, and then we'll get into. Uh, we'll quickly go into Week Eleven. What we're looking forward to. So stick around for more. No credentials required. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler. Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. Look what I got this oh, week. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, folks, they have uh, – Invader Coffee has the holiday blends back in stock. I'm excited. I'm so excited I actually ordered a box of the three holiday blends – which is headlined by the Bad Santa. Oh, yeah. Followed by the Jolly Java. And then backing it all up. My favorite here. The Cookie Crumble. Oh, yeah. So I've got my holiday blends all in order. I might order more before they all go, but... I'm excited to dip into them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dip into them until Black Friday. Because for me, in my household, Christmas does not officially begin. Christmas season doesn't officially begin until Black Friday. And on Thank Black you, Friday sir. morning, you're welcome. I and salute on Black Friday you, morning. Man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> then on Black Friday morning, I'm gonna get myself balls deep into some bla- into some bad Santa. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna yeah. enjoy every bit of it. I've uh, I've already been enjoying the bad Santa. I've got to re-up the holiday pack. I just recently ordered some K-Cups for the office. I've really been enjoying them. Uh, can't say enough good things about Invader. I've got to get my hands on some of that cookie crumble and uh, can't wait to do it. Well, what I did, what I just smartly did, was I ordered the three-pack, which you can get on the website. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get yourself the three-pack of the holiday blends, you want to visit the link in the description. That's our affiliate link. So help the show that way by going to the affiliate link, order yourself some coffee or some other. And if you don't want the holiday blends, they got the OG blends. They got the they got the regular Invader coffee blend, the breaking case of an emergency. They got the outsider blend, which is a really awesome dark blend. So if you're into that, if you're into that, but if you want to get yourself some really awesome coffee owned by owned by uh, combat veterans. They're awesome people. Go to our affiliate link and Invader Coffee. Use promo code BillyUp at checkout. You get 15% off your order. You might again, like I said, you might pay a little bit more for the shipping, but it's well worth your time. It's well worth it to get this coffee because this coffee is some of the best coffee. I, I, I'm I'm not saying this because they're an affiliate sponsor. I'm saying this because I know coffee. This is a great coffee. You want to get your hands on some. Oh yeah. 
And I, I have to, we haven't seen him in a while, but I have to say that I will, will say that Inventor Coffee gets no credentials required. <laughs> seal of approval. Good old Puppers. <laughs> puppers the seal. And, you know, it just reminded me, Ryan, but we have we have something that 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 we've got to settle up on, and I'm pretty sure you won. But dur- but before the start of this year's baseball season, at the start of it, we decided to enact the Battle of the Bryans, and we That's bet right. a bag of Invader Coffee, and I <laughs> I'm very confident that you came out on top of that one. So I will have to pony up and get you some invader coffee. You just tell me what kind of blend you want and how you want it. And it will, it will be yours. I am a man of my well, word. <laughs> well, I'm going to check right now just to, uh, just to, just to do the research. Cause we do live research on this, on this program. Yeah, Real time research, but you yeah, definitely want real that. research. <laughs> so this year, oh. <laughs> Brian Reynolds hit 263 with 24 home runs and 85 RBIs. Brian Anderson hit 226 <laughs> with nine home runs and 38 RBIs. So I knew he would fall off a cliff, but I still did it. <laughs> well, granted, Brian Reynolds played in 145 games while Brian Anderson played in only 96. So. Yeah, but it's also he that it's because he fell off a cliff. I was pretty confident that he got benched because he had like that ridiculously hot start. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He did. But Brian Reynolds is going to stick around with the Pirates for a while. But yeah. yeah anyway, I'll expect my I'll expect my my bag of Vader, Vader coffee soon. But if you want to get yourself your hands on some, go to the description. Order our file link, belly up for 50% off your order. Now, I'll get to the rest of the show, going quickly down the road for NFL Week 11, what we're looking forward to. Dustin, what's your most intriguing matchup for this week? Well, in sticking with my unintentional theme for the show, my most – oh, wait, I almost jumped the wrong category. I almost jumped the wrong category. That's a bad habit here. Here we go. My most intriguing matchup is Eagles versus the Chiefs. My theme will be reemerging later in the show, but Eagles versus the Chiefs. And I'm going to tell you why. One, it's a Super Bowl uh, rematch, right? So it's going to be it's going to be good to see these two teams uh, come back together. It's the battle of the Kelsey brothers. That's always entertaining. You know, their mom will be there wearing like the half jersey things that I think the Manning family first made popular. I can't remember. Hooray. But uh, but uh, <laughs> but that's not the reason. The reason is that, and I realize I'm probably going to sound like an insane person saying this, and I think Philly fans are going to come out of the woodwork. So I better prepare myself to be pelted with snowballs and D batteries like Santa. But I, to my eye, both of these teams, much more so the Chiefs, but also a little bit the Eagles, they don't quite look as dominant as they were when they both went to the Super Bowl and faced off against each other. They Mm. both kind of look like slightly lesser versions of those teams. And like I said, the Chiefs more so than the Eagles. I realize the Eagles are what are they – what are they? Eight and eight and one? Is that their yep. record? Yeah. So the Eagles, you're saying, Dustin, they only have one loss. The Eagles look fine. 
To me, Jalen Hurts has not played up to the level that he had it going last year. The Eagles have lost, have won some close, close games. Some teams have played them well. The Commanders seem to be one. Um, so they they just look a little a little off the pace of of both these respective teams look to be a little off the pace. So it'll be first of all, I think it'll be a good game because I think both teams are still good teams. And also both head coaches, very good. Um, and this is one that the Sunday night or the Monday night scheduling team got right uh, before the NFL season. This is going to be a game I want to tune into primarily because it'll be a good measuring stick for both teams to see where they're at. But, yeah. uh, but I'm intrigued to see what your most intriguing matchup is. Yeah, I'm going to go a little off path, as I usually do. I'm going with Steelers-Browns. And uh, whoever whoever wins this game, they keep pace with Baltimore in the NFC for the AFC North lead. I'm really fascinated to see what the Browns can do on offense now that Deshaun Watson's out for the season because he broke his shoulder in that game. I believe it was that last sack that he took in the fourth quarter on that game-winning drive that did him in, unfortunately. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what they'll do. And I'm, I'm, my feeling about the matter is that if they can get the run game going, and their defense can force Kenny Pickett to make a lot of mistakes that we've seen him do over the, this past year, I think the Browns will win this game. On the flip side, if Kenny Pickett isn't error prone, uh, the Steelers can get their run game going against this very, I think it's a very yeah. formidable. Browns defense. Yeah. And their own defense can force whoever is at quarterback for the Browns, whether it be uh, PJ, uh, PJ Walker or uh, DJ DTR, uh, yeah. Dorian Thompson, Thompson Robinson uh, to make mistakes. Uh, this could be, uh, this could be the opposite direction. So I uh, think it's, it's going to be a low scoring game. And I'm really intrigued to see which team is going to be the one to pick up the pace and, and step things up in their pursuit of not only the wild card, but also the division lead because Baltimore, again, Baltimore and Baltimore and uh, the Ravens, or not Baltimore, or Baltimore and Cleveland split their season series. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's going to be really intriguing to see which, which uh, the Steelers or uh, the Steelers. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be at this point at six and three going into week nine of the season. I thought they were going to be, Oh yeah. going to be below 500, but, yeah, like Tomlin knows how to just knows how to motivate his guys, and this franchise just knows how to. I don't know, for, for some reason, they just keep reloading. And yeah, it's really unbelievable to me. I heard a stat that blew my mind: the Steelers have been outgained in every single game they have played this season, and they mm-hmm. still are finding ways to win. Which to me. I don't. I don't think that's sustainable. I think eventually they'll. They'll like the stats are gonna are gonna kind of even the Steelers will even out because that is unbelievable that they managed to win games while being outgained by every single opponent. Um, but the things that are on the plus side for the Steelers is Najee has looked a lot better the last couple games running the ball. Jalen Warren also doing well running the ball, which helps mitigate the mistakes that Kenny Pickett can make. Um, 
But uh, it, I can't help but think it reeks a little bit of last year's Vikings to me, where they were a statistical yeah. anomaly. They, mm-hmm. they had, they. I said on these airwaves that they were the worst ten win team I'd ever seen, and the worst it, thirteen team we've ever, yeah, we've ever seen. Yeah, and it, and it, uh, and it reared its ugly head in the playoffs, and they got bounced by, they got bounced by the Giants early. So. We'll have to see what happens with the Steelers. But in the meantime, hats off to Mike Tomlin because you are right. He knows how to prepare his team. It's unbelievable. The Steelers yeah. still have never been under 500 in Mike Mike Tomlin's uh, tenure, which is but, yeah, they've never They've never finished under 500, and this, this year might still keep that streak going. Let's go over to Desperation City. I've got another AFC North matchup as my Desperation City uh, game of the week. Bengals Ravens. It's a Thursday night game, not Thursday night game like last week. The Thursday night game because this is a much better matchup in my mind. Uh, both teams are coming off a loss from la- both teams are coming up from walk off losses last week. Uh, the Ravens to the Browns and the Bengals to the Texans. Bengals t- trying to keep their head above water. They're five and four currently. Uh, they're in the and they're in last place in the in the AFC North, but they're only back by by two games. But the Ravens are trying to stave off. The Steelers and the Browns for the division, they're coming off their loss against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm not sure which which, uh, Lamar Jackson we're going to see on Sunday. We're probably going to see the same guy we've been seeing every single week, but are we going to see the guy who threw a pick six last week? Is Joe Burrow starting to come back to form? And when the Bengals come come back in last week's game against Houston, and to fight their way back into the game. And I'm... Not sure what the status is uh, for Bengals uh, Bengals defensive lineman. Uh, uh, can't remember his name. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, oh, let's see. Bengals. He got hurt. He got hurt in the last game. Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson. Oh, okay. Trey. Yeah, sorry. We're there not he sure is. what yeah. right yeah, defensive sure. end. Yeah, we're not sure what his status is after that ugly-looking injury he suffered on on Sunday during the final drive of that game. So I don't know. It's 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 it could be one of two games. It could be very close, a typically close AFC North matchup, or it could be a complete blowout uh, because Baltimore, with the exception of last week's loss, they've been pretty stubborn. At, they've been pretty pretty good at home. So yeah. I'm curious to see what this. Uh, both teams are coming desperate. Trying to get that that, that win, uh, Ravens trying trying to stay in the first place in the North. Bengals are trying to gain some ground. Uh, what's your Desperation City game of this week? My Desperation City game of the week is it is my theme is back. It's the Bills versus the Jets. Um, the 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 Bills need to try to right the ship here against uh, your New York Jets. They got it because things are getting a little out of hand now. And you got to see, can they, what will they look like now that the scapegoat for a lot of their recent problems is out of town? Uh, Will Sean McDermott take over offensive play calling duties? I don't know. How will the team respond to this? Josh Allen is quoted as saying that he took it personally and it hurts. And will the Bills come out motivated? And then you flip it over to your New York Jets. 
Will they be able to take advantage of a, of a of a slightly reeling Bills team? Will this defense be able to pull out another victory? Because doing so would go a long way in keeping the Jets' hopes alive. Uh, but Robert Sala has come out and said that he's sticking with Zach Wilson. And he's, one of the quotes I saw, he said he's actually playing pretty well. Now, Robert, there's a difference between towing the company line and trying to support your guy and being downright delusional, and I think you're skewing much more towards the latter. But I am – both of these teams need to win this game. Well, funny you should talk about the Jets and the Bills because they're actually my caster oil game. (laughs) Look, the Jets defense are playing a Bills offense that can't seem to find their identity. And right now, the Jets defense is Josh Allen's kryptonite. He doesn't play well against this Jets defense, especially over the last couple seasons. On the flip side of the ball, the Jets have their own strolls of their own on offense. They've gone 36 consecutive. Let me say that again. 36 consecutive drives without scoring a touchdown. And whenever they try to get in the end zone, they shoot themselves in the foot. They can't seem to right the ship. Apparently, there's a players, there's a players only meeting uh between the offense on Tuesday, uh, which resulted in Michael Carter, uh the running back Michael Carter being released from the Jets. I guess they they, they didn't want to uh have him sit in the bench while Brees Hall and Delvin Cook were getting the majority of the carries. Meanwhile, they drafted a running back, Izzy Abanaconda, mm-hmm. who's being activated this week. And I know what he did in the preseason. I know what he can do. And that was my curiosity as to why the Jets hadn't used him. Well, they're going to get their chance to use him this week and put him in the offense, and especially on third down uh, when, they need a, when they need a reception out of the backfield. But they're playing against a banged-up Bills defense. I don't know what we're going to get at this game, but I am uh, I will say praise the Lord for red zone because I want to watch this game <laughs> knowing, knowing that I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of happy that we're not, I'm not going to have to watch this game. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, a Sunday night game or a Monday night game because I don't want to yeah. have apoplexy all over again. Yeah. Uh, that's why I hope I'm thankful it's on red zone. Uh, Dustin, what about you? What's your Castor Oil game of the week? Uh, my Castor Oil game of the week is the uh, Cowboys, them boys, them. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> now, I will say this is my Castor Oil game of the week just because, and I'm not trying to beat up on the Panthers here. I, not at all. And Frank Reich has said that he's going to take over uh, offensive play calling duties, but it won't be that different. The playbook will probably be about 10% different. I don't know what he's trying to say over there. But um, this this, this suspect Carolina offensive line, which has been part of the reason, I think, that old Bryce Young hasn't looked great Uh, especially when compared to his other rookie counterpart, C.J. Stroud. Um, There have been periods of this season where the Cowboys' defensive unit has looked elite, like on on par with the 49ers uh, in in the NFL as one of the best defensive units. And then there's, there's weeks where they completely implode. But I think a potentially elite Cowboys defensive unit 
versus a suspect Carolina offensive line um, could result in a boat race. Now, having said all that, also, I don't want to be a jinx, Cowboys fans. I'm not trying to jinx it. Also, Dak has been on a run where he has played very well. But there is a small part of me that thinks this could be the perfect track trap game for the Cowboys to play down to the competition and confoundingly lose this game. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Cowboys are going to run away with it early, and I, I don't want to watch this game. I kind of wonder if, uh, like the Dolphins game, they're going to spot the, the Panthers a twenty-one point, a fourteen-point lead before <laughs> rallying, coming back to win that game by four touchdowns. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to watch that game either. Yeah, even though the even though the them boys, the them boys, <laughs> I ain't watched that game. Again, yeah, red zone, yeah. red zone for me. Red zone all. The way. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, and our last category for week eleven. Let me just change this real quick, and that's done. Players to watch in week eleven. Dustin, I'm going to start with you. Who's your player to watch in week? 11. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I already alluded to it earlier I don't have a sound in the show. for that yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I already alluded to it earlier in the show, but to me, it's Josh Dobbs. When you think that he started the the preseason as the backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> and now look where he is. This is uh, this is unbelievable. His numbers have not been eye popping, but he. He is showing that he can lead a team in this league, and he is doing it for a Vikings team that a lot of people in the beginning of the season stuck a fork in. I know I was one of them, and then I surely thought that their goose was cooked once Kirk Cousins went out with that injury. But Mm -hmm. Josh Dobbs has come in, and I just can't say enough great things about what he's done to keep that Vikings team afloat. And – don't look now, but I mean the Lions are are going to be a tough a tough beat in that division. But the the Vikings could, if they just ride this momentum, they could give the Lions a run for their money for sure. And uh, I am rooting for the Lions in the NFC North. But the the emergence of Josh Dobbs, which started in Arizona but has has just taken off in Minnesota, it's making me. I want to root for Josh Dobbs. Ergo, I'm rooting for the Minnesota Vikings, who do do have some talent, especially if Justin Jefferson makes it back soon enough. Then they have, on offense, they have weapons around uh, Dobbs. And Ty Conklin looked pretty good last game. So even though that uh, they've had some injuries at running back, maybe Ty Conklin is the answer. Hold on. Don't you mean TJ Hawkinson? (laughs) Well, (laughs) no. TJ Hawkinson is the tight end. Ty Conklin is – Ty Conklin uh, plays for the Jets. No, he does. I, as far as I know, he does not at running back. Running back. Yeah, there's a running back, Ty Conklin, in Minnesota. He's going to take yeah. over if Alexander- real time real search real, real time research, folks. Yeah, time research. Yep. Real time. You mean Ty Chandler? Ty Chandler. Oh my goodness, I've done it again. Well, sorry, <laughs> I was I was real confidence. Yeah, sorry, Ty Chandler. <laughs> He, he could give them some stability at running back, you know, a little bit if 
if Alexander Madison can't go because he, he didn't look bad. Ty Chandler, my apologies, sir. You are right. Ty Conklin, it's, it's, it's a New York. Well, we'll be, Dustin will be sending you a bag of uh, Invader coffee. Oh, I'm man. Gonna I'm going to have to be sending it to everybody. <laughs> it's bad. I was might so well confident, that, too, man. Might as, well I gotta, put that in your, might as well put that in your monthly budget now. All right. Who, which <laughs> football, which, which athlete has new I screwed up? I'm going to be sending a yeah, bag of but you gave me, I mean, you gave me the side eye on that one big, and I was like, I doubled down. I'm like, no, 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 sir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got to love these Monday Night Nitro moments. That's what I'm calling them because we're live. We're live. (laughs) Bishop, don't get after me. Yeah, right. (laughs) My my player to watch in week 11 is is Sam Howell. Oh, yeah. Commanders, league leader in passing yardage. And they're playing a Giants team who has been – they have been woefully disappointing this season. Again, I had all three NFC East teams going to the to the playoffs this year as 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 both the uh, division champ and the wild cards. Uh, the Giants have not held up the end of their bargain. Uh, I guess supposedly both Dable and Joe Schoen are coming back next year. Uh, I think just based off their play, just I think just based off the schedule they've had and the injuries they've had and. Uh, all the all the bad things that have happened this year for them, but uh, despite that, I wonder what the over under is going to be for Sam Howell for passing yards this week. I think if I give you a number, you give me the over under, and I'll tell you if I'm shocked. If I say the over under for two fifty, what would you say? Oh, I'm I'm taking the I'm taking Sam Howell passing yards. I'm taking the yep. over. I'm All taking right. the over on that. All right, let's increase a little bit. Two seventy five. I'm still taking the over. Three hundred. All right, I'll take the over, but slightly. Like this is where we're getting to the. I th- I he could get to like three oh five, three oh eight. All right, I was gonna say three twenty five, but I I figured that would be your that would be your that be your that be that be that be. Your hold, like all right, blackjack. No, we're gonna hold. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can, I, I can see Sam Howell throwing for at least three hundred yards in this game against a really bad Giants offense. And if you got Sam Howell in your in your fantasy football league, or if you haven't got a chance, or if you don't have him, or if you have him on your bench, play him this week. You, you definitely want to play him this week. I think that he'll go over three hundred yards. He'll have at least two touchdown passes. Uh, this is going to be this 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 guy's. I mean, you know, Drew said it, our buddy Drew, our buddy Drew D. Willie said it best. What I think he, he said he's a he's a Commanders fan. He says he's, this is a guy we're starting to believe in after all these after all these guys have come through Washington over how many years he's been watching football, especially since the late the early nineties. Of all these quarterbacks come through, Sam Howell's the one guy like we're actually starting to believe in. Mm-hmm. I was actually argue since RG three, and unfortunately, Mike Shanahan ruined his career. Yeah, uh, with, with the knee injuries, and I think mm-hmm. if if RG three stayed healthy, he'd still be playing quarterback in that in that city right now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a very real possibility. And also, let's not forget uh, Alex Smith. Also, if he did not have mm-hmm. that injury, I mean, True. he probably he probably still wouldn't have been playing. But he was he was starting to bring stability to that that position. I Alex Smith. 
He didn't turn out to be what a lot of people thought he would be, but I would argue he was a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he was a good quarterback. Like you said, unfortunately, that uh, that, that broken injury. leg that kept him out for – yeah, that broken yeah. leg that kept him out for almost two years. You know, what might have been for that team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we're, that's my player to watch in Week 11, Sam Howell. Uh, as we uh, move on to the end of the program. So we just want to remind you about our social media channels right down here below. If you wouldn't mind, please like comment, share, and subscribe to all our social media channels, which are right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely TikTok. It's at no creds, req facebook.com forward slash no creds, req youtube.com forward slash at no creds, req on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast platform you subscribe to, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, rate and review. Five stars is the number of stars we would like you to we would love for you to rate. If you're on a platform where you can review, please review. We might even read your comment on the air. And we want to thank you for tuning into No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass. Talk Sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for being here. And oh, so next week there is no regular show. But uh, yes. But Thanksgiving morning for the second year in a row, we're gonna have our Thanksgiving show. Yes. And I can't wait because we're gonna be we're gonna be reviewing. We're gonna bring we're gonna be bringing back. No ticket required. And we're going to review Bye Bye Barry, the new documentary coming out on Amazon. that will be coming out this Tuesday. We're going to review it on our show on Thursday morning, as well as as well as we're as and we're also going to review. Uh, I wish we were going to go preview the three Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day games, and we might even have a special guest stop by. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. The Thanksgiving show was one of my favorite shows last year, and yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to this one, and uh, I apologize to Ty Conklin, uh, Ty Chandler, Frank Wycheck, Sam Weish, anyone else, <laughs> anyone else that I have uh, um, <laughs> that I have wronged on this show. And uh, anyone's name who's been messed up by Dustin, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they forgive you. I'm sure they forgive you. <laughs> it is the season of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, All right folks. We're gonna we're gonna take off. We'll see you on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. on our on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter. Tune in for more for some fun on Thanksgiving morning. Until then, have a great night. Good night, everybody. Again. Asking me, are you still involved? Calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, am I still involved? Y'all usually check on me. Listen, 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 listen. I'm still involved. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, up my boy, shut up. I'm still involved. Oh! Them boys, them boys, them boys. Oh.
Amsterdam.